We thank you for Nicole, for the gift that she is to us and to this community. We just pray a blessing over her, over the word that you have to share through her today. We thank you for just for power, breakthrough, anointing upon her words. And we bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. How are we all? That worship was incredible. It was, um, it was one of those mornings, actually even just preparing for this, I'm like going, Lord, I feel like it could just go anywhere. And I love that it did. Thank you, team, for being brave and going where Holy Spirit leads. I don't know where Mark is. I can't see him, probably with children. Yeah, but um, it takes a real gift of stewardship to be able to flow publicly with Holy Spirit. It's different when you're kind of in your living room on your own. <laughs> It's, a way, it's way easier, <laughs> but it is a beautiful gift. Um, I just felt uh, today I'm speaking on um, activating the prophetic, but in part of that I felt um, the Lord say, let's do some prophetic words. So I have got some prophetic words for people here. Yoo-hoo! Um, please understand that I do this as a demonstration that this is something that you all have access to. It's not for a special person or a special few. This is actually for the body of Christ. Okay. So is Kathy Wilson here today? No? Okay. All right. I'll send it to her. Kylie. My beautiful friend, Kylie. Um, I just thought that the Lord is, you're entering into a new season of higher leadership. And there is a fresh breath that he's giving you for it. And when you speak, his breath is in your breath. And to... Um, have confidence in that. I also saw he's increasing your prophetic sight. And in that, I saw him hand you a shepherd's crook and he trusts you. He trusts you. We trust you. Mm. It's beautiful. Joel Spry, my friend. Entering a new season. Oh, sorry, that was Kylie's one. Sorry. He's undoing things in your heart and building at the same time. He is doing a quick work and bringing you up to speed. You are stepping into your calling quickly. And it may feel a bit rough. And that's okay. He's bringing around mature people. I saw specifically mature men who will kind of like hedge you in because you may feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you're a seer. You see in the spirit. And that can sometimes leave you a little bit not sure what's going on and all that stuff. But he's putting around you mature men who will hedge you in to keep you on the right track. That's that. Yeah. Is Cole Smout here? Colin Miriam? No? Okay, that's cool. Teresa, where's Teresa? Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. Where, where, where? Oh, there. Our lovely friend Teresa. I heard your voice this morning um, when you were out here speaking to someone. I don't know who it was. And it cut through the atmosphere. And there's a resonance in your voice that changes and shatters and shifts things for people. And I saw your laughter. I heard the phrase, your laughter is a weapon. And in Psalms 2, it says, the Lord laughs at the enemy and sends them in derision. And I felt like the Lord is going to take you to certain people and you are on their behalf going to face and turn the enemy and laugh in the face of the enemy because they don't yet have the bubbling up joy to laugh. And it's like putting 
the, a mighty weapon into someone's hands when you stand there and you laugh at the enemy on their behalf. So just really bless you. Bless your laughter. Really do bless your laughter. Awesome. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the prophetic. Now, anyone who knows me, this is probably one of my favourite topics. Um, there's so much life in the prophetic. Oh, how are you going, Steve? <laughs> Sorry, I just saw you. <laughs> and um, the beautiful thing about the prophetic is it actually releases the atmosphere of heaven into a space. And so that can be um, the atmosphere of heaven into a room. It can be the atmosphere of heaven into a situation, an atmosphere of heaven that will unlock and shift things. I've just coined this phrase probably in the last six months. I call it the crowbar anointing. And anyone who's ever used a crowbar is very good. You can get really long ones. And they're really good for getting into places that are really stuck, like even deep tree roots. And the longer ones are great because they've got even more leverage on them. And there's an anointing, I feel, that's like what well, I've coined it as the crowbar anointing because I've seen it come, get into something and it just goes wedge and it's like it just unsticks things. And so that, that's the power of the prophetic it can literally turn someone from darkness to light, from death to life, like that. It releases with it a spirit of might a lot of the time. A spirit of wisdom can come with it, a spirit of understanding. The counsel of the Lord can come in it. You can see like the seven spirits of God from Isaiah 40, 11, sorry, I always think 42. Um, Isaiah 11 activated in the prophetic and so never underestimate what the power of even a simple word of encouragement can do. Because I've come to understand that when we speak words of life, it can activate the prophetic also. We don't need necessarily to wait for the anointing of the prophetic as such. to come. There is an anointing of the prophet and the anointing of the prophetic that comes upon us. But if you are filled with the Spirit of God... You have access to the prophetic 24-7. Even in your dreams, you have access to the prophetic. Okay? So then, who is prophetic? All of us. All of us. Um, in Acts uh, 2, verse 17, thanks guys. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31, it says, For you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and be encouraged. Now, the beautiful thing about the prophetic, as you can see, can you put that next slide on? Yeah, that one. Um, is that they, so that you may all learn and be encouraged. It's something we, yes, we are given it and we'll find words just bubble up. We'll just know something that we didn't know before. We, um, we might look at someone and just feel like God has something to say to them, about them, etc. But it is something that isn't, doesn't come in a full package, signed, sealed, delivered, refined, matured, and ta-da, suddenly you can prophesy. Okay, it comes as a seed form. 
And as we water it, we practice it, we nurture it, it grows and it grows into become a tree. Okay, it's not necessarily just a fully formed tree as such. And so then it's also listed as one of the gifts of the Spirit. And so 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10 says, To another the working of miracles, so it's talking about the gifts of Spirit, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, which is we would call like discernment of spirits, um, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Um, you can ask for the gifts of the Spirit. And you don't have to just ask for one. You can have many. <laughs> you can have all of them. He does not withhold anything from his children. He actually wants us to ask for them. He wants us to take them and steward them and nurture them and grow them. And that's actually the mark of maturity is when the gifts are matured as such. Um, I think it was... Uh, with the gift of discerning of spirits, it talks about, there's a scripture, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it talks about um, maturing them, the growing in them, the um, you're working it out, you're learning them. And so in that you can learn the way that the Lord speaks to you, which is, it's a prophetic gift, discerning of spirits. And so even to prophesy, to have a word of knowledge or anything like that, it requires that we under, we kind of know how the Lord speaks to us. And so who here feels that they know the way the Lord speaks to them? Yeah? And it might be more than one. Yeah? And so he speaks to each of us, but... His word says that my sheep hear and know my voice. And so it's very, like, it's like a, the step one is that we learn how he speaks to us. And I've taught before, it's like you can feel him. Sometimes like you just feel and through an emotion or it might be um, you physically feel something on the outside of you. Sometimes words of knowledge, especially for healing, might come as a certain pain in an area. Um, you might see in the spirit. So you might see a word over someone. I remember walking through the shops and seeing the word rejected over a woman. And so then the Lord wanted me to minister into that space and so just because I see that, I don't go, oh, I see the word rejected over you. I go to her and I say, hey, there's a God that loves you so much and he calls you his own. See how you bring the opposite? Even though you might see a what could be perceived as a negative, we bring the Lord's heart in that. So you may see, you may hear, you might hear the voice of the Lord. You might hear a, a melody, a sound. And he's speaking to you through that. It's like when you go out into nature and into creation, you hear it and it does something to your heart. It does something to you. Um, quite a few people connect with the Lord through nature. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, he says, Pursue love and to desire spiritual gifts but he would rather that you prophesy. 
The beautiful thing about prophecy, it edifies, it lifts up, it exhorts, it builds up, it brings courage, it brings strength, it can discouragement. The prophetic can actually bring courage and break discouragement and suddenly you can see clearly. Suddenly you can, there's been times when literally I go from not even being able to think clearly to suddenly I can think clearly. That fogginess that you have, the prophetic will break through that and just bring clarity. So how is the gift of the prophetic different to the office of the prophet? Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Because sometimes we, I feel like sometimes we discredit ourselves because we go, oh, I'm not a prophet. And so therefore I'm not prophetic. But it's actually not the truth. So we've looked at, and that for quite a while now, about the offices of apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds and teachers. But the roles of those fivefold is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So their job is to equip each person. So when you go out into your school, workplace, home, wherever you are and even those mountains, that you can function in the apostolic. You can function in the prophetic. You can function in the evangelist. You can function in the shepherd and you can function in the teaching. That's, Jesus was the, was the mix of five. And so the role then is to equip um, for the building up of the body until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature to the, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, we now can speak the truth in love and we are, grow, we, sorry, and we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. So the role of the office of the prophet is to add the prophetic, to equip in the prophetic, which is what we're doing today. Equip into the prophetic. So when you go out into your realm of your sphere of influence, that you can go, oh, I'm going to try this and I'm going to be brave and I'm going to ask the Lord for a word of encouragement for someone so I can tune my ears in to bring Christ into a space. And so we're just going to talk about two aspects of the prophetic. And so one is, the first one is the words of knowledge. And it acts as a key to unlock someone's heart to hear the message. And so you can see that um, with Jesus, with the woman at the well in John 4, 17, 18. I'm just going to quickly read that. Uh, so, so Jesus is talking to her and he says, Go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered him saying, I have no husband. 
And Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband, for you have five husbands, or you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you said is true. That's a word of knowledge. And what it did was she, before that, she was like going, oh, I've just met this man at the well, which was very unusual, by the way. Just didn't happen. It was not culturally acceptable for a man to speak to a woman at the well, let alone someone. I mean, she was a Samaritan, which was, they were like the outcasts of the Jewish people. And so she's like talking to him before that, like, oh, yeah, you know, you just, just someone you meet at the well, even though it's odd. All of a sudden, he brings a word to her, he's like, oh, no, you've been, you've had five and the one you're not with, all of a sudden she's like switched on. And that's the power of a word of knowledge. It catches the attention and the heart suddenly is open and attentive. When when the heart is open and attentive, it is able then to perceive the message of the Father's heart because it's now softened. The defences have just gone down a bit and they're like, oh, I better listen because this person knows something that there's no way they would have known. And so that can be the power of a word of knowledge. In a word of knowledge, it's, it's always factual. It's like, so this morning I had a pain on the right side of my neck and I was questioning Is this a word of knowledge? Because someone else might have a pain literally on the right side of the neck. Is it that I've just got a sore neck? (laughs) Or is it like for me, because I'm a feeler, I I feel things in the spirit literally on my body. So I was like that. And so then my question is, so this is me just, I'm processing with you now, just naturally, normally. And so my question is then to all of you, does anyone have a pain on the right side of their neck? Yes, someone does. You just qualified it as a word of knowledge. Would you like to stand? (laughs) We're just going to pray for you, hey? So everyone just, we're going to, what was your name, sorry? Pardon? Annette. Thank you, Annette. You're very brave. We're just going to turn and face Annette. And we're just going to, we're going to pray for her. So, Father God, we just thank you for Annette. We just thank you for your word of knowledge. And we just speak to that pain to go right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just reestablish her authority, the alignment of her authority in Jesus' name. Father God, that you just bring all healing, bring everything into alignment right now in the name of Jesus. And we just release your healing virtue over her body from head to toe, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just hear Jesus saying that you are well loved and he's making crooked places straight. Thank you. So that's, even for me, I process these things. It's like I'm asking myself, where does this fit? And it's like, thank you so much for saying yes, Annette. Um, Because we're all learning 
We're all learning. We're all practicing. And this place is a safe place to practice. And a lot of this stuff you need to practice so that we can grow some muscle in it. We can get some confidence in it. We can mature in it. So when we go out, we, we still might be a bit like, hey, can I just ask you something? Do you have a pain on the right side of your neck? You know, and then you can go, oh, okay, you don't. Thank you. Um, or, oh, wow, awesome. Would it be okay if I prayed for you? <laughs> and so it's really important that we do practice these gifts. Thanks. <clears throat> Another a question you can ask the Lord when you're, someone's in front of you or just when you're going about your day-to-day is you can ask the Lord, it's like, and say just um, someone stands out to you. It might be just... Like with that word with Teresa, it's like her voice just cut through the atmosphere. I just heard it clearer. Um, and so then it's like, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? So these are just questions that you, you're interviewing Holy Spirit. Is there something you want to say about this, about that person? Or is there something you want to say to that person, Lord? Another question you can ask is, what's the concern of their heart at the moment, Lord? And wait for him to tell you. And then you can just start the conversation by, hey, I saw you and I just felt that your heart is carrying a weight of concern for X, Y, Z. Does that mean anything to you? It's good to get feedback. It's healthy and it is good. And it also gets them engaged in the conversation with it. And they might go, no, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like, okay, thanks. But if they go, okay, yeah, it does actually. And then you can be, say, would it be okay if I prayed for you? Or you can go, all right, Father, what do you want to speak into that? Before you've even spoken to them. And then you can ask them, would it be okay if I told you what I feel like God is saying about that? And if they say yes, share it with them. If they say no, go, okay, thank you. It's okay. I want to just really normalise this stuff because it's okay to be learning. It's okay to be nervous about it. It's okay. It's not okay for us to be quiet and just ignore that I even... That part of God exists, though. <laughs> and so then we have the prophetic word. And so that can be foretelling, like this is the I'm gonna I'm just gonna be very grandiose here to make a point. You are going to move to Africa and you are going to plant a church and God's gonna bring some locals around you and That's a very big prophetic word and it's destiny and it's calling and it's directional. So those ones, we just kind of write them down and we sit on them. We don't necessarily... If you're well... Like Jennifer Evers, if she walked in and she just went da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you go, okay then. But she's matured in it. She is an office of the prophet She walks in it daily and so it carries a different weight. 
when we're practicing the prophetic, we are even if we felt that, we just hold just hold it very open handedly. And it might be so has the Lord ever put Africa on your heart? How do you feel about Africa? And so it's more of an interview kind of thing. I'm not telling you that's what you're doing, even though I might have felt like the, that's where the Lord's calling you to. I'm interviewing. And I'm allowing room then for Holy Spirit to confirm and to identify it with them. Because it might not even be in this season for them. It might be in a season to come. So interviewing style is very helpful. It's very good it's because it's more of a conversation. Okay? So the prophetic word also reveals Jesus and the heart of the Father to people. And it's what God wants to speak into. And so the protocols, you might want to write this down, for the prophetic is that it edifies, it exhorts, and it comforts. That's 1 Corinthians 14.3. And so it does not rebuke or bring shame or reject or push away. It always points to Jesus. It brings courage. It builds. It solidifies. A person should be stronger after they've heard it, than before they heard it. And it's also for beyond the four walls of the church. And it's kind of like what you, I guess, call prophetic evangelism. And so it's, um, we did an exercise, I think it was Anzac Day, down at the Rockingham Foreshore with a little group of us. And we just went wandering and we were looking, okay, who's the Lord highlighting to us? And then we went and approached them and we just said, hey, um, you were just standing out to us and we just felt like God wanted to say X, Y, Z to you. And most, I think everyone, we, we didn't manage to speak to tons of people, but the few that we spoke to were really encouraged and one lady, like we said, oh, can we pray for you? And she's like, yes, please. And so we prayed for her. And that's a seed. Okay? It's very powerful. A prophetic evangelism is very powerful because utilising the words of knowledge, just even words of encouragement, um, it just puts fresh breath into people. So stewarding the prophetic I'm going to say top of the list, how you steward your heart matters. If you've been in this um, community for a while, you would have heard the heart journey. And really it's the journey of sanctification. But what is in your heart comes out all the time. But what is in your heart will actually shape your prophetic a lot. And James... Um, 3 verse 11 to 12, it says, and he's talking about can a mouth curse and bless at the same time? Um, but it says, does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. And so when we've got lots of junk in our heart, 
the water that comes out isn't fresh water. And so that doesn't mean we stop being prophetic. It means we just go and clean up our stuff with the Lord and with other people. And I'm going to personally, from personal experience, I have seen the prophetic, as I've stewarded my heart and allowed the Lord to heal my heart, I have seen a greater purity, but I've also seen a greater quantity and anointing come with that. Um, there's no, there's not the defilement, the dirty, the dirty water there anymore. Um, so it carries a greater weight as well. So stewarding the prophetic. So we practice it in places where we can get feedback. So we're going to do a little bit of that today as well. Was that whoop, whoop? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so we're going to practice it. And when we do it, we're going to go, all right, have you, can you give me some feedback on that? Because we sharpen our instruments. We don't just leave them dull. Okay? And we can also ask Holy Spirit for a gift in a greater measure. It's okay to, okay to ask him for a greater anointing in this area, a greater accuracy in the area, a greater sensitivity in this area. Okay? Um, this is one scripture that has always spoken to me in two different ways. Um, it's Romans 12 verse 6 and it's talking about um, having different gifts but a different grace and with that comes a grace for it. And it says... Um, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, prophesy in proportion to your faith. And so then the beautiful thing about that is, is that I prophesy in proportion to my faith. That means if my prophetic feels really little, I can stir up faith and the prophetic will increase. And if you've ever been in a room if I had given this message before we did worship, it would be received differently because in the worship there was a prophetic anointing that was released and they did that when they started flowing with Holy Spirit and leading us. I think, well, three of those songs were on the set list. The other two weren't on there at all. And so... Stepping into those spaces stirs up the prophetic and it's with it, there's a gift of faith that's released with it because there's a faith to operate in it, but then there's a faith to receive it. Okay? And so then we can ask the Lord to increase our faith. So when stewarding... So that was that's stewarding words of giving words, but now to steward words when we receive words is that we can write them down, record them. Don't just let them fall to the ground and be wasted as such. Use them to set your course. And by that, I mean fight with them. So 1 Timothy 1 verse 18 and Paul's writing to Timothy and he says, This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that you may wage war, the good warfare with them. And so that means taking hold of them, taking them into your prayer closet and going, 
God, this is what you've said about me. This is where you're taking me. And they can be words that others have spoken to you, but the words that you've felt that the Lord said to you directly. And so you take them and you stand on them and they become your defence. They, they set the course for where you're going in life. And so it's really important that we don't just let those prophetic words just fall to the ground and become nothing, but we pick them up and we put them in our hearts. They're not automatically in your heart. They're not automatically in your heart. You've got to put them there, just like the Word of God. And so then when hearing a prophetic word, now this, this, is, this is the warning part of the prophetic, is that we need to discern the source. Because we need to grow in wisdom, but we need to discern the source. And in Acts 2, when um, I think it was it Paul and Silas were heading to the temple and the girl was following them going, these men are messengers from, the God, uh, from God most high, da, da 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 Three days that happened. And on the third day, Paul doesn't say whether he discerned on the first day and just ignored it or that he finally went, hang on a second, this is not Holy Spirit. It, she was operating in a spirit of divination or python, which can look like Holy Spirit, can sound like Holy Spirit. So we need to discern what is the source. Not something to be afraid of because my sheep hear and know my voice. Okay? We know we build into us the Word of God because it sets a plumb line and a standard. We spend time with him, so we cultivate his voice with us, our relationship with him. If we're not sure, we ask someone else who we would go, oh, they've got maturity in this area, wise counsel. You seek wise counsel. Okay, and so Matthew 7, verse, yeah, Matthew 7, verse 15 to 16, it says, so this is Jesus talking, saying, Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll recognise them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from the thorn bushes or figs from thistles? This is not the same as getting it wrong. Okay? This is intentional, operating in divination, being in rebellion and not cleaning up my junk and, try, and deliberately ignoring it. This is, I've got a lot of baggage that I'm not willing to deal with, a willing, a willing sorry, being not willing to be accountable. Okay? This is not, this is not the same as when we're practising. And we're, when we're going, when we're saying to someone, um, does that mean anything to you? Or can I have some feedback on that? Because you're actually saying, I'm making myself accountable to hear what you have to say. You're confirming, affirming or saying no. Okay. Um, I had a note in here. The prophetic word is not always what we want to hear. And there's also an aspect of the prophetic sometimes when it comes in a season that's for years ahead that it, uh, the word calls it like, when you hear it, like, does it bear witness? And I don't know if you heard that term or read that term. And it's like something in you goes, yes, but you don't actually understand it. And so those words, 
I take and I put them on the shelf. And it doesn't mean I'm ignoring them or writing them off. It's like, I don't know about this one yet, God. And so I'm putting it there so I can still see it. And he can talk to me about it whenever he likes. And you'll f- I've found over the years that down the tracks, another prophetic word will come. I'm like, oh, that's the same as that one. Okay. And so it's like the, the case for it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it's at the right time, the Holy Spirit is like, that one needs to come off the shelf now. It's time. How's that sound? Yeah. And some words can take decades to come to pass. It doesn't, doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that they can take a long time to come to pass. Sweet. Right, now we're going to do the fun part. I'm going to get Andy to come play to create some ambiance for y'all. Yeah. And so what we're going to do, we're going to jump into groups of three. So just stay kind of like roughly where you are. It can be four. And then I'm going to give, um, when Andy starts playing, I'm going to pray. And then we, I'm going to give you some direction. Okay? So find your group of three. Okay, Jesus. Father God, I just release that prophetic anointing into the room again. Holy Spirit, we're listening for your voice. We're inclining our ear. We're just stilling our hearts just to hear. Sometimes you speak in a whisper, Holy Spirit. So we're looking even for the whisper. Thank you, Jesus. So just let your heart settle. Okay. Now, in your little group, we're going to take, take turns. And... I want you to ask Holy Spirit to show you an object for someone, but don't tell them yet. Okay? Now with that object, you're going to ask Holy Spirit, is, what do you want to say about that Holy Spirit? And then when you've got something, I'm going to ask you to tell that person the object and what you felt Holy Spirit was saying to you about that object. And then I want you to ask them, does that mean anything to you?
and you're going to get some feedback. So when you're ready, go for it. Okay, we're just going to quickly close, but feel free to continue um, sharing with one another. There's coffee out in the foyer, but we're also going to um, have space up the front here for anyone who would like prayer. Okay.